Hey y'all, it's Tanaya and Mitchell here. Yo, what's up? And welcome back to the Hargit Halftime. Tanaya, Tanaya, Tanaya. You want to <laughs> share the news that we have for our listeners before we jump into this week's episode? Yes. So, um, we actually have a story experience that one of our listeners actually shared with us. They um, sent us an email um, detailing their experience um, from episode seven, work spouses. (laughs) Yeah, that's, um, as you know, of course, this podcast is to deliver content to everyone, but um, we want to hear everyone's feedback. So um, I reached out to this person today or yesterday today and asked them if we could share their story and they said yes so um before we do that before we jump into this week's episode i'm just gonna we're just gonna take some time and share their story um if you have not listened to last week's episode push pause go back and listen to episode seven and then come back to this episode um so everything makes sense yep you ready tonight (laughs) yeah all right so for the sake of this conversation um and the person and the person to keep them anonymous we're going to call this person terminal bay (laughs) all right (laughs) so terminal bay was in a relationship with someone at work um a work spouse as we spoke about last episode um they met at work and they started off as friends And they eventually grew closer and closer and it eventually led to um, what she would or what they would call a love affair. Um, They didn't know the person was married at the time um, until after a few months into knowing them. So that's really interesting. Um, That's one thing that stood out to me is like this person basically did not disclose of that information. Wait, so that person wasn't wearing like a wedding band? I mean, in this day and age, a lot of people don't wear wedding bands, so Mm, I guess not. Um, So the lover claimed to be married but was getting a divorce. Uh, (laughs) And Terminal Bay was not having that um, and believed it was a lie. So I want to read in specifics something that they said. Um, I asked him if he was married. He told me yes but was getting a divorce which I obviously knew was a lie because we all know most men just say that to keep the woman around or to tell her what she wants to hear. I'm personally offended as a man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I get where you're coming from. He proceeded to say, everyone knows they're getting a divorce and it's written in stone. Um, So they had two kids and they were both teenagers. And he again told her that they were waiting for the kids to finish school. Mm-hmm. And Terminal Bay puts in parentheses, really, question mark, question mark. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so Terminal Bay mentions that they felt bad about the situation, um, but they were so in love with this person that they wanted to be with them. That person was filling a void that was missing within Terminal Bay. Um, the relationship lasted for about a year. And um, it ended once Terminal Bay quit their job and and wasn't able to see them um, as much, which basically ended the relationship. Um, I am happy to say that Terminal Bay is now 
in a relationship and is doing well. Um, but tonight, I think you had what they learned from this situation, um, which is also very important. Yes. So what Terminal Bay learned from uh, the situation that she was in, um, even though, of course, nobody wants, you know, a significant other who cheats, um, we definitely, she definitely knows that she wanted someone who would treat her right and who would be faithful. Um, also, um, that her, the future relationship um, person, that they would put her needs first, her wants first. She wouldn't be, you know, second to someone else. Mm. Um, that they would listen to her feelings and show her affection and give her um, words of affirmation. Shout out to her knowing her love language, sounds go. like. Um, yeah, so she know she wanted future relationship for someone who would give her all of the things that she was looking for and more. Um, somebody that would pour into her, someone that would be in a committed relationship with her and there would be trust and there would be no infidelity. So I think that's fair. Um, it's a very, that's a sticky situation, um, to be in. So I definitely commend Terminal Bay for, Throwing up the deuces. Shout out to you, Terminal Bay. <laughs> Shout out to you. Um, and now, like Mitchell said, she is in a happy, committed relationship with um, her boo. So, yeah. Um, so this is interesting that we got this letter and um, or this email and kind of started reading up on it. And we had kind of well, we had already prepared for this week's episode, but it really flows directly into um, this week's episode of. Um, basically what do you do before you get into that relationship that you think is the one like what are your preparations and it sounds like terminal bay <clears throat> excuse me has prepared and knows what she wants and that's why she's in a successful relationship um so this episode was also requested by um, one of our listeners so shout out to you um this one's for you Yes, so um, today's episode is, like Mitchell said, um, just talking about, you know, how do you prepare yourself um, for that future, you know, one and done relationship, you know, putting in the work before you get to that relationship. Um, so, Mitchell, I want to start off with asking you a question. Hmm. Um, so, how did you know that you were ready um, for me? <laughs> I mean, the final relationship. How did I know I was ready for you or for the final relationship? Both. I mean, I was the final, the end right, result. But <laughs> just because I knew it was a final relationship doesn't mean that I knew it before or when I met you. Okay. Just saying. Me. <laughs> um, so that's a two-part question. So how did I know I was ready to essentially settle down and find someone to spend the rest of my life with. Um, it was probably after you or, you know, when you're having these sexual flings and you no longer get 
it no longer feels the same. Like you still feel empty after you lay with this person. I'm not gonna say random person because that sounds weird, but <laughs> when you lay with this person that you have no interest in outside of sex. Um. So yeah, that's once that happened to me, and I was just kind of like, okay, this is not what I'm looking for anymore. Then I knew, okay, now it's fine. Time to find someone who was who I can get more out of more than a sexual favor. How did I know that I was ready for you? Would have been um, after, you know, we had talked and then talked and talked and we had, you know, kind of that initial conversation um, after the fact of everything happening and everything was just kind of put into perspective and finally really got a chance to just know you a little bit better, more than what I thought. And at that point, I knew that you were someone that I wanted to be with Um I'll say long term. I don't really know if it that I could say at that moment it was necessarily like I want to spend the rest of my life with this person, but I definitely wanted to see where it went long term and to try to build something. Okay, so first thing I picked up on um, that I think you might have just proven (laughs) that all men aren't dogs. Or, you know. I mean, well, all men, all people have a dog in them. Yes, but you might have just laid to rest that, you know, when you come into that age and you get to that point that. You have to come and sit on the porch at some point. On the porch. So where were you before you were on the porch? On the street? In the streets. Oh. You can't be in the streets your whole life. Well, you can, but. If you want to be with somebody, you can't be in your street. You can't be in the streets your whole life. You said in the sheets. Is that what you? Yeah. In the streets. Can't and be in, in the, the sheets, sheets with a whole lot of people. <laughs> either, so. That's that's awesome. Okay, um, I appreciate that. Um, I think for me, um, when I realized that it was time, um, to that I was ready. Excuse me, that I was ready for, you know, to find that one and you know be done uh so I would consider myself back then um I guess what they call a hopeless romantic like I was looking for love in all the wrong places you know like let's hit the club and girls let's take their shirt off wow okay (laughs) um so and I'm not just gonna say for me it wasn't necessarily like sexual relations but like for me I was always looking for something more like some type of emotional connection something you know and I wasn't getting that so you know I I finally had this moment where it was like okay like the last I remember the last person that I was interacting with and it just wasn't working and I was like okay (laughs) this is a me not it's me, not him type of thing. Like, I need to get myself together hmm. and figure out what I want, what I don't want, what I'm going to tolerate, what I'm not going to tolerate. Like, and I mean, like, really deeply figure that out. Because, like I said, I was just out here trying to fill the void, you know, in a, in the wrong way. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so you was doing a lot of soul searching. and But 
so you were figuring out what you would and wouldn't tolerate. So you were so, but did you do any soul searching within yourself? Yeah, I realized that, you know, I was trying to, one, like I said, I was trying to fill a void, you know, and this all goes back to, and I think on a previous episode, we, I talked, I touched on how back in high school, I had a teacher um, that told me, you know, like, as a, basically as a result of your parents' divorce, you're going to try to, you know, keep, keep future relationships and keep, and keep future friendships together. And that was what I was doing for a long time. And then I finally realized, you know, there are just some things that I can't control there. It's only, you know, what I can control and what I allow, but I can't fix everything and everybody. Right. Um, and I realized, you know, I can't make somebody want me or love me the way that, you know, I want to. Kind of like what Terminal Bay said, like, I I have to realize, one, self-love is the best love, okay? So, you know, I took that time to really, you know, get to know myself and what I wanted and, you know, just find joy and find happiness within myself. So that was me being by myself, and I was cool with that. How long did it take you to be by yourself and to do this soul searching before you finally came out of it and was just like, okay, I know what I want. This is what I'm going to go, you know? Um, I think it might have took a couple months. It didn't take long. Hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, there were, there were moments in between that, like from that moment, like going back in between time where I guess you could say I quote unquote ended up by myself. And there was always, like, self-reflection in that, too. Kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, this didn't work out, so let me just cool my jets. But um, I think it all came to a head, really, at the end of the year. Like, literally, like, when we went home for Christmas break and everything kind of just collided. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> this is not it. I'm good. I don't. I don't need this anymore. So... Not for myself. I don't want this. I don't want this to be my cycle. So. As far as, you know, if you choose to share what you were very vague there. The cycle of, you know, being a hopeless romantic and, you know, trying to find a guy, trying to find that relationship, like, you know, just doing the most in all in all that. So did you like have like a vision board and where you like wrote like all your, this is what I want in a man. Like, this is what I won't take. Like I ain't tolerating this. Like I've never been a vision board type of person. I'm kind of just like, you had it in your head. Yeah. It was kind of like, okay, I know what I want. I know what I don't want. I know me and I need somebody that can handle A, B, C, D, E about me. Like there are certain things that I need somebody else to be able to help me, you know, with along with me ending the cycle, like there's gonna be, I need to find somebody that's mature enough and able to handle that as well, and be able to help me build on that and change those things and and, and evolve into a better person. Well, that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. I I guess I guess I had to do some soul searching too, just trying to figure out like what the future for me looked like um, as far as being in a relationship. Like, I'm very big on, especially coming out of school, I was very big on, like, my career, and I still am. So it was like, you know, it's some I need to make sure that I'm with someone that's going to tolerate 
you know, me wanting to succeed in my career. Um, so yeah, I definitely did a lot of soul searching, um, basically trying to just, just understand myself more. Um, and then in return, understanding myself, I definitely could then kind of have this image or it sounds weird, but this picture of what I wanted my next relationship to look like. I don't necessarily know if it turned out that way. I don't even remember what that picture was that I painted in my head, but I'm pretty sure with those expectations, I kind of painted out, okay, this is what it should look like, which was probably toxic in itself, but that's, I can imagine that being what I thought of in that, in that moment. Why, so. why would it be toxic in that thinking because about you should, in the moment? Because you should never, you should never go into a relationship with, I always said, you should never take the good out of a relationship and you should never take the bad out of a relationship. Basically saying that my previous relationship, I should never compare that person to you and saying that, oh, well, she did this really good, so I expect my current relationship to do this really well. Or she stunk at this and this person's probably going to stink at it too because you're always going to either, your expectations are going to be too high or you're always going to fall short. So... I've always been a big believer of when you come into a relationship, know that it's a new person um, and that you should be open to different things because you may think you like something and you may think your last partner did something really, really well. And your next relationship, the person comes in and it's totally opposite and things are flip flopped and the things that you thought you liked, they don't do really well, but they do something else really well and you end up enjoying that more. So. I've always been one to kind of try not to be tunnel vision with this is what this person has to have. This is what this person has to do. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's interesting that you say that. Um, I, I do want to piggyback and say, you know, um, that I think it is very important to note not to compare and contrast, you know, going into a relationship, what somebody did, what somebody else didn't do. Like you said, because it, it kind of clouds, you know, what you guys are working on. And, you know, when you compare and contrast something like you're going to, it's, I, I personally think it's going to fall short every time mm -hmm. because, um, you create a false narrative. Yeah. I think every time you say, well, in my last relationship, like that's just going to be like another, another thing that annoys you or something. I'm going to be the that, first one to say in your last relationship, why don't you go back to your last relationship? Oh. I mean. Thank God we didn't have that issue. Because, because at the end of the day, like it's not, it's not about your last relationship. Like it's about the relationship. It's about what we're doing right now. And if you're that caught up on your last relationship and what he or she used to do, then maybe you should go back to your last relationship. Right. I'm a totally different person or this person is a totally different person. Don't don't sell them short because your last relationship did this. Mm. That's real. So, that, I mean, that's just how I feel. Um, okay. So let me ask you this. So before you got to your, your, you came to the realization that, you know, I'm ready for, you know, the last and final relationship. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ready to settle down and, you know, come on the porch, as you said, 
Um, did you do a lot of dating casually? And I'm not talking about sexually, but I mean like actually dating to get to know someone or what did that look like for you? What was that journey like for you? Uh, no, not really. Um, from the time that I got out of my last relationship going into dating you, not, not so much of dating to get to know anyone. I personally didn't really want to get to know anyone. Um, at the time it was just more so of just getting out of a toxic relationship and it was like, okay, well, I got two years of school to finish. Let me just finish school and worry about things then. Um, so no, I mean, outside of you and getting to know you or trying to get to know you at the time. Um, I didn't say anything. It's okay. You, (laughs) you brought that upon yourself just now. Um, outside of, you know, us talking, not that I can think of like just out trying to meet people. There were probably other females that I knew in the past that I tried to reconnect with, but Hmm. I'm a very, I'm very much so introvert. So I've never been the one to just try to like go out and meet people. And that's with females. Well, I mean, not like necessarily like go out and meet people, but I mean, like, just, you know, if you see somebody that you're interested in or whatever the case is, you know, casually date. I'm shy. Oh, (laughs) well, I can definitely say that I tried it. I think, and you want to, I think that it was more so like I was trying to casually date and it wasn't being reciprocated. If that makes sense. Were you trying to casually date me? No, I don't. don't, um, Well, I mean, it was new, but I think at that point, at that point, it was like, okay, Tanaya, give Mitchell a try and stop. No, 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 no. I'm not talking. No, I'm talking about the first time when we first met. Oh, yeah, I was. And you shut me down. I was trying to catch. I was trying to, like, get to know you. And you was just like, no, absolutely not. Well. And, you know. And that's an example of I was trying to date you, but you weren't trying to date me. So I went on and tried to date somebody else, which is so toxic in itself. Like there's no reciprocation with a one sided one person trying to date someone else and that it's not reciprocated. So I think there was there was a lot of that. And I finally had to say, like, like I said, I came to that realization at the end of the year, like, okay, girl. You're doing the date and nobody's trying to date you. So you need to chill out and just let something come to you instead of trying to find it. Hint, hint, looking for love in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it, it took time for me to realize that I actually wanted to date you the way you eventually wanted to date will not eventually you wanted to date me for like a year two years and I was just like nah <laughs> um so it's a marathon not a sprint so oh yeah but I mean no so with that of working on your I guess working on yourself and knowing I guess kind of what you're looking for once you get once you have found that person and you are pursuing that person and you talk about casually dating, um, especially for men, you have to court someone. 
So you have to do these nice things and kind of show your interest interest in people or a person. So as a female, what ways did men court you and could you tell that it was a genuine interest? Um, honestly, I can't sit here and try to recount <laughs> the number of times. I think I showed more of a genuine interest. I think at that point, um, I kind of feel like it was like sexual. I mean, we're in college, you know, you might find somebody who is actually genuinely interested in you, but I think for me, like, I kind of feel like it was, there was one person that I, I think that was genuinely like trying to court me, but we had a difference in religion and I was like, eh, I can't, I can't do that. It might've been a couple, yeah, it was him and there was somebody else and I just, I could tell he was interested and I was just like, no, it was something wrong. I found something wrong and I was just like, no, um, but I think I can recall one that person that was interested, but there was a difference in religion and I, everything else was fine. But once we got on the subject of like religion and his religion and my religion were totally different. And I was just like, I don't think this is going to work. That's so that's interesting. Wait. So do you think I was courting you genuinely? Yes, I do. You you are very you are Come on very now, give me my props. Come on oh now. my give god. Give me my flowers while I'm still here. I give you your flowers all the time. Not in front of the people. Come on. I'm listening. <laughs> They're listening. Come on. Okay, guys. So, let me just let me give Mitchell his flowers on record. Um so you guys can hear this as well. So, I'm going I'm going to try to summarize this really quick. So I met Mitchell back in 2013. Yeah. 2013. So I met him. We met at Nike um, working together. Um, And, you know, when I met him, I was like, oh, he's cute. Whatever. Gone about my business. So, hint, I tried to, quote unquote, you know, get to know Mitchell, date him, and he was just like, nah. Why did I say no? Please. Thank you. He said no because he was in a relationship at the time. She was trying to get me to cheat. (laughs) No, I was not. I cannot believe you just said that. I was not. No, for real, though. He said it. I was a little, he said no. So he didn't initially tell me that he had a girlfriend. That's not what he said. He just said, nah, I'll see you around here. And I was like, swerve. Okay, Big Sean. So, um, you know, time goes on. And, of course, Mitchell eventually becomes single. Um, And, you know, I'm showing interest. And, of course, I let him know, like, this is not a rebound. Like, if we're going to do this, like, I want us to do it right. Like, this is not what I'm here for. So, of course, we tried out, you know, we, we go on a couple of dates, you know, there's genuine interest, and then I stop. I'm not going to go all into detail about that, but I just had a relapse moment, and I was just going back to old ways. That went on for about a year. So, we get to, like I said, it went on for about a year, and so 2014 going into 2015, we're here 
going back and forth, going back and forth. End of the year comes, like I said at the beginning of the episode, and I finally have this revelation, like, okay, Tanaya, like, get it together. I also had a friend who got me together, like, Tanaya, clearly this man, Mitchell, is interested in you. He's been interested in you, and you need to stop playing around and give this man the time of day. Thank you, friend. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate you. So... Um, we fast forward and 20, what the, right into 2015 and we start dating and it goes from there. Um, so Mitchell, yes, Mitchell pursued me. He courted me to the very end. Um, so there are your flowers. You did, you did the dog one thing, even though I I wasn't, I appreciate it. You're welcome. So uh yeah any anything you want to add to my little story that i just shared with the people and giving you your flowers no you did an amazing job i have nothing else to say i don't want to toot my own horn or anything but i mean you can no I'm you not deserve to nope nope toot toot nope toot nope. mm-hmm. toot <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm not no in all seriousness though um i genuinely had a interest in Tanaya and courting her her and just showing interest was the only way that I knew I guess how to how to pursue her um like I said at that point like I said at the beginning of the episode I was done with the just laying down with someone to have sex it was it was to me it was deeper than that I was starting to get a little older and just starting to, to just figure out. And, and I guess part of that comes from my parents married when they were young. So I kind of thought, you know, 23, 24, 25, I would be married. And it was just like, so I guess that I kind of set that expectation based on my parents. Um, so when I, I guess that was kind of the reason why I was just like, okay, well, let's just start. This is this is getting old. Like I'm tired of doing this this revolving door of just women and nothing else. And so that was the main reason why I decided to court Tanaya amongst the other thing, the other reason of um, a great recommendation from a friend that introduced <laughs> us. So um, you don't go wrong when a friend recommends. Yes, you can you talk to someone. You can a trusted friend. I trusted this friend. Well, this friend made it seem like I, you were the only person that I could talk to. Right. Like and everybody else was off limits, and, but Mitchell. And also, this was more than just a friend because she is older um, and wiser. Yes, and wiser. So you kind of trust those people that are older and wiser and are mothers and fathers. So I trusted her in that situation. Interesting. I also want to add to um, that when we talk about like the soul searching and the trial and error and, you know, figuring out, you know, what you want, what you don't want. Are your standards too high? Are your standards too low? Like core things that you look for in a partner. Um, And I know for me, like based off of past experiences, one thing that I definitely was missing was consistency. Like, I wasn't getting that. I was being consistent, but it wasn't being reciprocated. Um, consistency with what? Just, like, in a relationship in general? Um, Just consistency as in, 
Well, yeah, it can be general, but also consistency as in talking to me, you know, taking time out of your day to talk to me. Consistency as in, you know, can like being interested consistently. Like you don't let up, you know, you don't get bored. There's like, I'm going to actively pursue this person, persistency and consistency. And like, I'm going to be there. I'm going to, you know, get to know this person, hang out, whatever we did in college, you know, like really genuinely getting to know someone. Um, And I also, you know, I was a very impatient person. Like when things didn't go my way, I'm, I'm riled up. I'm like, okay, what's taking so long? So I also wanted somebody that was patient and that could teach me patience which I think you have taught me patience. Um, so I'm giving you your flowers there. I appreciate it. As well. Um, and I also think, too, there was a lot of, a lot of, like, I don't want to call it, I guess it's previous relationship dealing with guys' trauma. So there was, like, some fear in, like, here comes this good person who's genuinely interested in me. And I'm kind of like, eh, wait a minute, I don't know. So, of course, like, I think it was almost like self-sabotaging in a way. Like, I was self-sabotaging what you were trying to do, what you could have done, because I was so hung up on, well, according the to the, yeah, according to my past and what, you know, previous people were doing and how they treated me and what I wasn't getting or what I was giving and it wasn't being reciprocated. So, I think that also had a lot to do with it there was just a lot of self-sabotage for me like (laughs) "Eh, I'm scared don't really know if I want to do this because the last time I did this x y and z happened or he ended up just randomly ghosting me so yeah I I think self-sabotage was the biggest thing for me like but you also can't like that goes back to my whole yeah conversation or comment that I made earlier not only can't do you not want to compare you know, your previous relationship to your current relationship, you don't want to have your previous relationship be a PTSD to you. Mm. You don't want to be post-traumatic stress because you're going to deal with a different type of stress. You may deal with the same stress, but you don't know that because one, you don't even know the next person that you're going to be in a relationship with. Right. So it's kind of like, you're already hyping yourself up and getting wound up of what the last person did. And this person could be completely different. So you're not even giving this person a fair chance. That is true. You don't yeah. even know them. Right. So, Slighting them. And I say that like it's easy to do and it's not. But I think that if that's something that you can, that you can get over and that you can achieve, um, then I think it just kind of makes the transition getting into a relationship a lot easier and getting to know that person. And it goes both ways. Like your, your partner has to be open to do that also. And just has, just have to literally just throw that last relationship away. Like, cause it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, you can, you can take from it and know, you know, like, I guess definitely what you won't tolerate. Cause I think there's definitely like hard nose. Right. But don't take like the soft nose of things that just agitate you and throw that into your current relationship let me ask you this question do you think is it better to like keep a mental note of the the good and bad from a previous relationship rather than like verbally talking about it with this person that you're in a current relationship with 
instead of like saying out loud, well, this is not what I did. I didn't want this and da 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 da. Is it better to just be like, okay, mental note? I think you should keep a mental note. I don't think you should, unless there's like those hard no's, like that was just so toxic that to the point that it was detrimental to you, maybe in like a physical or like strongly mental, then I don't think those things should be necessarily discussed. Just keep a, just keep a mental note of them and just know that, you know, in my last relationship, this aggravated me or it agitated me. And if it comes up again, then you have that conversation, but don't go into the conversation and say, well, in my last relationship, you know, my ex, I don't know, didn't turn off the lights when they left the room. And that turn really annoyed off the me. lights. And I'm I don't want you to do that. <laughs> and this person may be the most energy conservative person in the planet. And sounds like you. Yeah, like me and turns off lights. So you just don't want to say that. And that person's looking at you like you don't, you don't even know what I do. Right. That's real. Um, yeah. Any other questions or anything that come that comes to mind for you? Any questions that you have for me? I do have a question. Let me get it pulled up in my notes. Um, about you about to hit me with a question that I'm about to just be like, what? <laughs> no, no. So when we talked about working on yourself mm-hmm. while single, do you tailor your quote unquote work to the person you're interested in? Or for yourself in general? So, like, are you working on, like, you're working on yourself, but are you working on yourself more so for this person or for yourself? I think it's a combination of both for me. Like, I'm working on myself because anything that, was toxic prior to or any characteristics that I possess that could potentially be a downfall in the relationship. I'm going to work on those, but I also, I think it's also for the other person because I don't want them to get in it and be like, what, what is this? What are you? I don't like that, you know, type of thing. So for me, it's a combination of both. I'm working on it for myself, but I'm also working on it for the person that I'm with. Because I want, I want to be the very best, the very best version of myself, and I want to give the very best version of myself to somebody. So that's fair. So would you, if if I came to you in a relationship and said, you know, when we first started dating and said, "Man, Tanaya, I really like this, this, this in a relationship," would you? tailor yourself to that early on or would you stick to your guns I mean I think it it would for me I think it would be like a mental note I'd be like mm-hmm. okay so this is what he's looking for um I'm gonna keep that in mind mm-hmm. but I don't think it's something that I could just be like oh flip a switch and I'm right, right. I'm this person that you're talking about no I think it's something that you have to you take a mental note and then like when you it's something that you have to play out and kind of see how it goes and how you can manipulate like and be, not manipulate, it. but like, you know, you, that mental that you took, like, okay, I can use what he said here, or I can show it this way, or I can, you know, what have you. Gotcha. And I, I totally agree. I don't think you should just jump and do what this person is asking. Um, because we are our own person outside of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very important. And 
yes, they may desire you to act or to do certain things. But like I said, going back to the beginning, you may do something that may catch them completely off guard that they've never had before and they may like it. But if you. Yeah, you definitely did that for me. Opening up someone to new things. What did I do? I mean, you just you just were like a breath of fresh air. Like no, no guy that I've ever encountered before. So for me, it was like, wow, this person does exist. Like, but, but that also took a lot of, for me, a lot of soul searching. Getting, not yes, soul searching, but also to just living and just trial and error. N- yes. Just living, just doing things and just, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the best way I can put it. Just living, living life, doing yeah. doing things and just knowing that. And also, too, like seeing the people that like I heard along the way that mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest with you that, yes, I cared about them in the moment, but it wasn't like, OK, well, I hurt them and like I'm sad. It's those, those seeing those people hurt. Or seeing those people not be happy with my actions mm-hmm. led me to know that whenever I got to the point of that last relationship, like that's not the way to to be. That's not the way to act. That's interesting. That makes me wonder. <laughs> can't help but wonder if if there are people that have those moments like yourself where they're like, dang, like I really. I really messed up with X, Y, and Z. Like, yeah. I got to do better or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the case is. Yeah, and I, I even struggle with, like, I got to do better to this person in the moment. Like, and I got to treat this person better. And it was just like, mm-hmm, okay. It just kind of went in one ear and out the other until it was finally over. And, of course, everything happens for a reason. But in the moment, you just kind of sit back and you say, well, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. And now the relationship is over. And the only thing you can do is to take that relationship and try to learn from it. You know, whether it's to for the next relationship or whether it's to try to get back with that person that you initially messed up with. So for me, that's that's a lot of what it was for me is a lot of trial and error. I mean, right. I didn't. I don't have any older siblings or anything, and Same. so for me, it was just kind of go out here, and I definitely wasn't going to my parents and talking about it. You know, like that's just. So for me, it was, you go out here, you make the mistakes, and just hope that you don't make the mistake with the right person. The right person. Yeah. And that's like playing with fly, with fire because. I think to some extent, every person that you're in relationship with, you have to think at some point that this could be the person or you probably wouldn't be in a relationship. And I mean like a relationship outside of sex. But that's, that's, you got to be careful with going into a new relationship or every new relationship with the, ooh, this could be the one. Because that's like every, every Every person that I date or that I date seriously, oh, he's the one. Oh, she's the one. Potentially be the one. Not saying that they are the one, because I feel like if you were that, if you're that serious with them, then there has to be a reason. You're just not dating just to end this in two years. Like, 
you're hoping like you see something in this person initially. It may not always end up that way, but initially you see something in that person. Okay. I can dig it. I think that's fair. You can disagree now. No, I mean, I don't. I, I, it makes sense, you know, when you put it that way. I just was thinking, like, well, if I'm in a relationship with someone and it's going serious, like, I'm I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, this is it. This is the one. I feel like this is the one. And then what happens when, it not, when it's not? Mm-hmm. And then years later, you get into another one. And you're like, oh, this is the one. Right. And then it's not. Like, you just keep setting yourself. Like, there's something... There's something there that you keep expecting or whatever the case is or something that is causing you to think like that every time you get into a relationship. Gotcha. I understand. So and I that was what I did. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was like, he likes me. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> mm-hmm. not, not the way you think he does. That's so. interesting. So that I want to end on this, um, a question or advice that you would give women as far as courting anyone that's single courting dating how do you prepare yourself like if you can give them two things that that you any advice you would give them to prepare themselves and then once they're dating two things that you would give them and then I'll give advice to the guys or however many you got um Um, so I think most definitely first, you know, know, know yourself and what you want and what you will and will not tolerate. But what I've also learned over the years, and I actually had a conversation with a friend about this earlier this week about like most women are at least I think, and I'm including myself in like, we like to control things. So like knowing what you can and cannot control, you can't control. You can't always manipulate things the way you want them to be done. Like you kind of just have to like, let go of the reins and just let it happen organically, I mm. guess, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, I, I think that's most people in general though, not to cut you off, but I think most people, think they can control the narrative and it's not always your narrative to control right yeah um i think um allowing yourself to feel all the emotions like don't try to discount any emotion that you feel like go through the emotion feel it unpack it and try to figure out why why you feel this way about this person or what this person did that you didn't appreciate or whatever. But I really think it's really important for you to unpack things before, you know, um, before it gets to that point. Yeah. Like, so you don't set yourself up for, I mean, really don't, don't set yourself up for that PTSD, like unpacking those emotions and things like that. I mean, I think for me, and and really, like you said, not don't compare and contrast, you know, different things. What you found in this one guy to this next guy or whatever, like everybody's their own person and you can't. That's like the most detrimental thing you can do is compare and contrast one guy to another guy because everybody's different. 
date. And just don't be close. I'm just going to say this, and this is for Mitchell. Like, the underdogs, the guys that you were kind of just looking at, like, uh, don't count them out because they could be that breath of fresh air that you need. You saying I was an underdog, bro? No, I'm not. I don't want to say it like that, but mm. I mean, kind of, yeah. Like, you were just like, clearly you were because I was just like, no, no, well, no. At first you was like, yes, yes, yes. Describe underdog. I don't want to go too. Describe underdog. I mean, so, you know. I'm okay as, with being the underdog. But us as women, like, we have these set standards and we have this set list of a guy. Like, our dream guy or what we want. We have this list. We have these expectations. What we, like, all, and sometimes they're, like, really, really far-fetched. They're really high up, you know. And that's why I said, like, in the soul-searching and in the self-reflecting, like, you have to be able to be like, okay, girl, I think my expectations are a little too high. I need to lower them. And that's not saying lowering your standards, but just what you're expecting from somebody, what you are looking. Sometimes they're just a little outlandish. And I think for me, like some of the stuff that I was wanting or thinking was like, girl, absolutely not. Hmm, interesting. Does that make sense? Does that yeah, make sense? It does. Um wanted the underdog though but I'll, I'll be the underdog it's fine i could be that cool fellas speaking of <laughs> speaking of dog um oh, okay before <laughs> work on yourself get all of that out your system um out of my system. now or <laughs> because you can say that when I find that right person. I'm going to settle down. It's a little harder than you think. And I say that not with Tanaya, but before Tanaya, I was thinking this could be the person. And yeah, no, I, you still, still out here trying to be in the street, still out here trying to do whatever with whomever. So I, from personal experience, I think getting that all out, to you wake up that mom that morning that like I had or that night and just be like I didn't get anything out of that um and then once you get into a relationship or you find that person um I think the biggest thing is just being vulnerable um a lot of guys are have that big macho you know we have that macho persona that we like to put on don't and like to show your feelings. Yeah, don't like to show your feelings. Just just be vulnerable and just cuz that that lets a female know that that you trust them. And then in turn they can trust you. And to me that's the biggest that's the biggest thing in a relationship is you have to have trust. So if you're vulnerable, um I think everything else kind of flows and then just do small things, know their love language and just just love on that person and I, I really think it'll it'll work out. But you gotta do that. You gotta put that work in first. You gotta put that work in the off season using a sports analogy before you get to the regular season and it's it's showtime. If you don't do the work in the off season, you know, in the regular se- in the preseason and the regular season comes around, you find that person, it's gonna be too late. You know. We hoping that they come in and they ready and you're not gonna be ready. So um just make sure that you're doing your work early and it'll all pay off so that's real yeah 
All right, guys. Well, um, if you, our listeners, have any um, experiences with like, well, what did you, let me pose this question. So for, for my, for our listeners who are currently in relationships, what did you do, you know, to quote unquote, put in that work to get to the relationship that you are in now? Um, for my single listeners out there, what are you currently doing? What work are you currently putting in to propel yourself to be in that uh, future relationship? What are you working on, you know? Um, yeah, share those with us. Yeah, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say and um, kind of open up an open dialogue. Because I think that is important um, to kind of know what you're working on and yeah. how you're progressing. Because can be working on something and ain't making much progress ain't making no progress and of course like you know with how we talk we share terminal bay story so there may be something to where we can share your experience or your story in a future episode um so yeah um send us an email at the hard halftime at gmail.com send us a dm anchor has something where you can like send a voice note a voice memo um in response to an episode so hit us up on there as well comment dm all the all that jazz yeah definitely we're interested to hear what everyone has to say um as always like i like always like to end make sure y'all are staying safe Um, wear your mask yeah wear your mask covid is kicking back up again so stay stay away from um bars and clubs and different things and large crowds large crowds definitely want everyone listening to be healthy um so from the Hargit halftime we love y'all love and y'all we'll see y'all next week thanks bye the purpose of the Hargit halftime is to share real life experiences and to provide insight on how to navigate through those life experiences whether you are single in a relationship engaged or married At the end of each episode, it is our hope that whoever you are, wherever you are, listening to this podcast will be blessed by the content shared.